1: Well, Flames fans, it's it's few and far between that I get to come on this show and we get to actually talk about a Calgary Flames win. This is a good night. This is a good night. It's a late night if you're watching in southern Alberta, uh, but it's a good night if you're a Calgary Flames fan, nonetheless. Welcome to Game Over Calgary. My name is Audie James. It is a 3-0 win that we're going to be talking about. The Calgary Flames victorious in Anaheim over the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, that, would, that would have been something you wouldn't have been able to say, I don't know, give that four years ago-ish, three, four years ago. The Flames uh, record at, at Hanna Center was, was nothing to write home about. Either way, uh, introduce my guest. I, I, that would be very rude of me to not do so. Uh, joining me from the Locked On Ducks podcast uh my pal jason hernandez man how are you doing it's good to see you uh it's good to talk to you again Uh, the last time yeah the last time and the first time you and i ever spoke uh i guess you could consider this face-to-face over over zoom um but the last time we actually conversed in person was at the angels game in uh in in anaheim at the at at the big a it was uh it was kind of funny how it, it just so worked it just so happened that you and i were
0: uh we're there, but it's good to see you again, man. How are you? I'm going to playfully call you out here. Oh, The last gosh. time we saw each other, we were at Angel Stadium, and you were on the highlights. I was. Oh, You were God. on the Sportsnet highlights because oh, a God. home run was in your direction. <laughs> it was in my hand. It was in your hand.
1: Oh, that's a story that I I will tell my kids and my kids' kids, <laughs> uh, my I couldn't believe it. The Moustakas, Long story short, we'll talk about the game here, but the Moustakas hit this nuke of a home run. I look yeah. at my wife and I say, hey, this is coming right at us. Oh, it's oh, it's it's here. And I stick out my hand to catch this ball, bounces out of my hand, into the lap of the lady sitting next to my wife. And then on the Sportsnet highlight, you see my wife looking at me like this, and I'm like this. And lo and behold, Moustakis wanted that ball back. And yeah. an Angels representative came and found her, and she traded it for a signed Mike Trout baseball. So Dang. it could have been a really, really nice trip to Anaheim, but instead I had a bruised hand and a few too many yeah, beers. But it was, but it was good to see you at least, and and that's that that was that was a lot of fun to uh, to be able to see you there. Um, but what what isn't so fun is the fact that you and I have to well, fun for me, maybe not so fun, fun for, for you. Is that is that we get to talk about this uh, this this Ducks and Flames game? Uh, that went down tonight. Um, I, I think we do, I think we got to d- dive right into it head first here. And and the first thing that I kind of wanted to bring up is uh, goal tending from both sides, because the final shot tally. Let me let me pull it up here. Forty four twenty seven in favor of the Flames. Now that's a thumping. Uh, yeah. And usually historically, if we went back a season ago or two seasons ago for the Flames. If they put up forty-four shots, that's a that's an L for sure. Like that's that's just Daryl Sutter hockey, pepper him with shots, and uh, and and end up losing the game. But the Flames win this one. Lucas Dostal stood on his. I, I mean, I'm sorry. He he he. I don't want to say stood on his head. He played a hell of a game despite he did. The, the, like that's a lot of that's high shot volume.
0: Except for one goal. So the the first goal that he let in that one he wants back. That yeah. was kind of a softball that he probably should have gotten Muffet. The other one, not his fault.
1: No, no, that was the, the second, sh- the second goal. If I, if I go back to my notes was a power play goal from Lindholm. Um, mm-hmm. and that was just, just like, it, it was a broken play in the flames in the ozone for the flames. they lose the face off a bad pinch at the blue line and the ducks yep. go the other way two on one. And I thought this is perfect. This is just, this is Calgary Flames hockey look great for a period and a half. And then here we go with, with a shorty, but they made they get the stop. Um, and yeah, it's just a good zone entry the other way. It was it really nothing Dostal could have done there. It was just a good entry that Sharon Govich crossed the blue line. Well, nice pass to Lindholm and and he took his time. And I mean, Really, if you want to break it down even further, you, you probably want somebody covering that area of the ice, or at least putting a little bit of pressure on the puck carrier on a, on it, on a penalty kill zone entry. But uh, this yeah, is duck I, I, hockey. I,
0: yeah, <laughs> you know it better than I do. There were some moments where there was absolutely zero pressure on the PK, which the Ducks were on a lot this game, as usual. Mm-hmm. And this has kind of been a recurring theme for the Ducks, is the forward check, or they're allowing the other team to forward check the crap out of the puck. Mm-hmm. And also, allowing teams to get into the high-danger areas, which we saw time and time and time again, this could have easily been 4 nothing, 5 nothing, even 6 nothing, to Dostal's credit. yeah. But that power play, it was a broken play, as you mentioned. But also, the Ducks didn't do themselves any favors by not clearing the freaking puck. Yeah, yeah. It Come was. Come on. It was. It was a tough scene, and there was a lot
1: of special teams tonight from both sides. There was penalties out the wazoo uh, when it came to to this contest tonight, and it was uh, to to bring it back to goaltending. Like I said, that's, that's a lot of shots, and like you mentioned too, some high danger chances in there as well, and he looked uh he looked pretty solid he, he faced a yep. he faced a heavy workload
0: yeah let me look at my notes so the high danger chances in the game favored calgary want to guess how many high danger chances calgary had this game oh man just, just throw a number out there see if it sticks i'm gonna, gonna say a it, lot
1: i'm gonna say a dozen more oh jesus 20 Twenty-one. Holy smokes! Calgary
0: had twenty-one high-danger chances. The Ducks had seven. That's how yeah.
1: bad. Yeah, yeah. You know what? And I'll bet you those came early on. I don't yeah. think that they like as the game kind of went on. And I'm not. This isn't me dogpiling on the Ducks. This isn't me trying. Oh, to, you, you try to get my licks in.
0: Oh, go for it. You can get your licks in now. I got my lick in early. I talked about your blue hand. <laughs> Um, six yeah. of the seven ducks, high danger chances came in the second period.
1: Yeah. As I was going to say that the, the, the one thing that I noticed is, is actually something that the flames kind of struggled with early on in the year is, is they just kind of got crappier and crappier as the game went on. And it looked yeah. like the give a crap meter for, for the ducks just slowly started to, to get down to empty <laughs> by the time, the by the time AJ Greer scored that third empty netter. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it it was a tough one. Honestly, the first period looked like it was going to be a pretty back and forth game. The Ducks at the end of that period ended up leading leading the game in shots by I think it was one shot. I think it was 13-12 yeah, at the one. end of the at the end of the first period, which is still like 13 and 12. That's a lot of shots for 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 the first period.
0: Um but it but looked like fair, it, yeah. A lot of those were in the perimeter. There they weren't yeah. exactly a whole lot of ends like nothing in the slot no maybe a couple chances in the slot and that was it and that's something that calgary i noticed has been good at it's looking pretty good keeping guys in the perimeter and that goes back to their playing with the wranglers mm-hmm. i mean i noticed ah, yeah yeah you, you, you would see I lots noticed... of that yeah <laughs> i saw that a lot with the wranglers last season mostly kind of saving Dustin Wolf a little bit. But especially last season, if I'm going to go outside of Ducks, um, I also did the public public address for the Coachella Valley Firebirds. And we saw a lot of Calgary. In fact, I think Calgary is the Firebirds' biggest rival. They had that epic series that should it's have gone best of series. nine. It yeah. should have gone best of nine. It's a really good series. Where I noticed with the Wranglers is that they would tend to clog up the zone a lot. They would tend to force other teams from the blue line except for one period or they would limit the rebounds i mean i don't know if you've noticed but there was quite a few shots on goal obviously and dostal had to really finagle his way around rebounds at one point jamie drysdale had to save his ass yeah he did by getting two saves from jamie drysdale and on the other side just not many rebounds yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I, I did definitely notice that, um, as well. It was, uh, it was a tough scene, but, but like I said, we're not going to add to the dog pile. It was, uh, we, we tried to on this show, focus on the positive because mo- like I mentioned off the top, I don't often get to talk about wins with this team. I often get to Neither talk why. about, yeah, w- there we go. We, we both were, we're in agreement, and we know what it feels like. But it's not often I get to come on here and talk about wins. So I got to try to find other positives. Um, So one positive for me, I guess, from the Ducks would be the fact that uh, Dostal looked pretty good. Um, But like you mentioned, also probably could have been a substantially different hockey game. And I think the same could be said about the Flames. Because, I mean, Markstrom gets his 200th win of his career, uh, becomes the third Swedish-born player to do so. Uh and it's a shutout, a three-nothing shutout, twenty-seven. Okay, I'll I'll give my golf. You gotta you gotta go. you gotta applaud uh uh Markstrom for that performance. But um, you know, talking about shot volume, and I, I did notice, like you mentioned, the perimeter shots, especially because I one of my points was just how many shots that the Flames ended up blocking tonight. It seemed like I think Hannafin probably had half a dozen himself. Tanev throws his body on the line every single night. He had 10 blocked shots uh, last game um, on his own. That was his first game back from injury. This guy puts like literally his body through hell uh, night in and night out for this team. But it could have been a completely different story. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm trying to spin it in a, in, in a positive light for you.
0: but it's... I don't know how it could have been different. It would have been 5 nothing or 6 nothing. <laughs> Um I just went on natural stat trick. So all situations. Expected goals in this game were five point seven eight to one point eight two. You know who had the advantage there. I could expected, I could hazard a guess. Yeah, expected it could have been six to two flames. Right. Expected.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So Tough that's where scene. I will credit the goaltending.
1: Tough scene. Tough scene. But uh I will say pretty pretty good uh for, for my money and I mean for all what looked like twenty people in the building tonight. Uh, probably, (laughs) probably worth raining out here. Come on. Oh no. I I would make a joke about it being winter here, but a year ago today, I know you guys are Fahrenheit. We're Celsius. It was minus 30 Celsius a year ago today. And, um, I think it was 11 degrees, uh, in the positives today. So it's, it's been a, it's going to be a green Christmas for the first time here in a long time. Um, not to, not to, uh, divulge from, from the game. Um, but another thing, like as as we talked about off the top was um special teams on both sides mm-hmm. got their uh got their workout tonight. Lots of penalties and you can if you're a Flames fan and you're watching this show, um you could almost go to your favorite sports book and if they're if they're offering a prop for First penalty of the game for the Calgary Flames. At least for the last five games, you could probably put a good chunk of money on Andrew Mangiapane, and you'll probably cash out pretty. You'll, you'll put some jingle in your jeans if you uh, if 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 you end up playing that prop. But special teams, they could, they could
0: have some bread for they, dinner. Ha! Hey, there
1: we go. The eat eat bread, uh, Andrew eat bread. Yeah, they they could you could you could be getting some bread uh, from the bread man himself. But um, yeah, it it was it was a very undisciplined game, I'd say both sides. I know you tweeted about it. Uh, it was probably the most undisciplined you've seen them or something along those lines in terms of the ducks, but the flames too, man, they they uh, they had their fair share of trips to the Sinbin as
0: well. Okay. Let's let's play shall we guess. Let's do it. How many times this season? So far. Do you think the Ducks have been nailed for too many men on the ice? Oh God! Including tonight.
1: Too many is probably the answer for the too many men. Um yes.
0: But I'm gonna guess ten. Almost. <laughs> they're almost at ten. Oh, so the uh, last I checked, it was eight. So I think that'd be nine by my count. They
1: They got to be up there with the Leafs. The Leafs take a lot of too many men penalties as well. Oh, not even actually close. the Leafs. No, the Ducks no? have by far the most. Really? Are they leading? Yep. Who's are they leading in that category?
0: Yep. Oh, that's gross. That is gross. That's disgusting. And I'm sure you'd agree with me. That is one penalty that is completely avoidable. You know, that's something. Without a doubt. Like a tripping penalty, that's at the behest of the refs. You know, like certain penalties, that's up to the refs if they see it or not. Yeah. Or if they call it or not. But too many men is too many men. And that one was an obvious too many men. It's pretty cut and dry. Yeah, that one you had McTavish and Leo and you had a couple of others that just broke down communication on a bad line change and someone tries to go towards the box, does a 360, eh, nope, other way, they come back on the ice for some inexplicable reason. And all of a sudden you have six ducks on the ice for a good 10 seconds Yeah, before the ref finally says, oh, yep, sorry. that was was tough yeah those
1: those ones are 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 so hard to to swallow as a fan when this is
0: where i channel my inner steve dangle on on the steve dangle podcast network Mm -hmm. stop taking too many men penalties (laughs) count to five and stop yep stop stop at five yeah one two three four five stop six no not six again
1: it's oh, it's it goes back to that tweet that sdpn put out about what would you get your favorite team for christmas and maybe the anaheim ducks need a uh a five page book that just has one two three four five where they stop at five but it's so frustrating and you're so right counter. you're so, yeah or like a like a, yeah like an umpire counter clicker thingy where you tick, tick, tick get the five and that's yeah. it that's it um, but you're, you're so right. It's, it's frustrating because it's so avoidable and, and to bring it back to Calgary too. last year, they took a lot of too many men penalties and Daryl Sutter, Daryl Sutter was, I, I, I mean, there, the Daryl Sutter was a lot of things <laughs> and maybe one of those yep. things was not a mathematician. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's frustrating. It's, it's lazy is what it is really like when mm-hmm. it comes to, when it boils down to it, it's, it's lazy from behind the bench. It's lazy from, uh, whoever's coming off the bench. It's 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 an avoidable penalty. It's it's stupid. It's tough and it's the and
0: stupidest penalty. It is.
1: It because it's so avoidable, because it's, you know, we learn how to count to 5 at a very very young age. Yes. Uh they make they make songs. I can do it
0: I can do it in Spanish. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. There you six. go. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you in, don't in, what? in yeah. French. Un deux trois quatre cinq.
1: There's, Let's, there's, we could keep going and, we and could that's keep going that, that, that's the, the five is the universal number that everybody usually stops at when they're learning another language.
0: Oh, I can or count five Or they learned counting from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> one, two, five. Yeah. Teresa.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that as well, but it's, uh, you're right. It's frustrating. I feel for you in that regard, but at the same time, I believe that was the, the too many men was the one that sent the flames to that five on three three or no mm. no 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 i'm getting no. so mixed up because there's there were so many penalties the five on no, three, but that, the but that was
0: the one that led to the lindholm goal that's right that was the too many men that's Oof. why i got pissed off about it because yeah. an avoidable penalty leads directly to a goal like 16 seconds later i'm like
1: oh. yeah it's 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 giving uh, Yelly Steve Dangle. That's that's what that gives. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you something about the Calgary Flames because I try to get the most um, unbiased of takes and opinions when I have people from other markets that come on the show and, and talk about this team. Okay. I want you to tell me what you think about Jonathan Huberdeau and kind of what you saw from him tonight because – I lo- like as much as I love to focus on a positive and a win, a third win in a row for the Calgary Flames, where they're trying to uh, chase down a wild card spot in a tight wild card race in the West. Might I add, they're not getting d- a damn nearly close to what they should from a man who's making ten point five million dollars. I $10. was to play just going to
0: say, this he ain't game. worth ten million dollars right now he's not even worth five million dollars right now to have your 10 million dollar man on i think it was third line yeah he's been playing on the third line line. he's been playing on the third line for
1: probably close to a week now and to put it into perspective i I believe
0: he's on pace for 37 points this year 37 points for 10 million dollars that is not worth it i don't know what evil fairy put their evil pixie dust on Jordan Huberto between Florida and Calgary. but something's lost in connection there. I don't know if it's with who he's been playing with. It could be a number of things. we don't I mean, we could assume he's 100 healthy at this point, right? uh I think so. I mean I've I've kind of assumed
1: everything in my head. I, 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 I I've been giving him the benefit of uh, benefit of the doubt for a season and almost a half now um where i say okay maybe he's battling something okay maybe it's between the ears okay maybe he didn't want to come to calgary and this is taking a toll on him which i know is a factor but i mean we're at a large enough sample size now with this guy where it's like it's time to you know for lack of a better term it's time to get off the pot like it's it's uh it's it's not good and
0: to be fair he seemed a little bit snake bitten tonight because he had a couple of good opportunities tonight that just he got goalied by Lukash Dostal on that one. He
1: did, yeah. But like that, I think I know which one you're talking about where he's coming up on the flank and he's got a, sh- a clear lane and, and it's just yep. like it's it's a good shot and a good save. That's yep. the one that I think of tonight. But also a couple other things I think of tonight are, um, having a clear cut lane where there's you and the goalie, and he goes crossed the ice with a pass instead of taking it to the net. Yeah. And I think I know you probably remember which one I'm talking about. I think it was in, Oh, I actually wrote it as a note in the third period in all capitals. Huberto had a clear shooting lane in front of the net and he passed it and turned it over. The ducks went the other way. I
0: think that was where I wrote, what are you doing, Johnny? (laughs) That's
1: probably it. That's probably exactly it. And again, I'm not like, I know, I know this is a night where the Calgary flames win, but the glaring elephant in the room, and and look, the the flames got offense tonight from guys not named Jonathan Huberdeau or wearing number ten on the back of their jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick DeSimone gets his first NHL goal, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Lindholm has uh, has honestly, I think Lindholm had a great night tonight. I think he looked awesome. Yeah. Um. And then obviously the empty netter from AJ Greer. But you know, you you expect a certain level of production from guys that. You know, put up 115 points two seasons ago. That are getting paid 10 and a half million to play uh, for this team, and it's uh, it's getting to the point now in Calgary where we're thinking it's 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 probably going to be one of if not the worst contracts in NHL history if it doesn't turn around very soon here.
0: I'm trying to think if there's been worse
1: contracts, but that's hard to come up with right now. Everybody goes to DiPietro. The yeah. Rick DiPietro contract was bad. Um, Jeff Skinner for a Jeff while Skinner, was was bad, but he's kind of turned it around, and maybe that's something that we. He's still. I don't know if he's worth the money that he makes. I think he's nine or nine and a half.
0: half. Uberto's got a year and a half to make up for that. Right that's now. right.
1: Yeah, exactly. So maybe I don't less know. time than that. It's it's tough, man, because this is a guy that you know. I've. Uh, I've been an advocate for, I've, I've tried to defend. It's like, you know what? It's, it's starting, it's starting to get to the point now where, um, you're running out of excuses for the guy. Yeah. And
0: it's starting to wear uh, thin. I'll, I'll go positive for you for a second. Okay. Do um, it. Long time. I've been a fan of Nick D Simone since I've seen him play a couple of seasons ago, back in, I want to say like maybe 2021. For some reason, I was following him when he was with the Barracuda and with the Stockton Heat. Mm -hmm. And I was always impressed with his poise. And to see him finally get one in the NHL. You know what? I said, good for him.
1: Yeah, 29 years old. It's a good story.
0: Yeah. But I will never forget that, like, how good he was in the triple overtime game in Palm Desert. Or that epic winner take all that went to overtime. Yeah. And I was always thinking this guy's a pest. <laughs> yeah. Like, he gets on a lot of like, he's a thorn in a lot of people's sides. And for him to finally get one at 29, I'll admit I nodded in my head. I said, okay, good for you. Good for, good you. for you. You, you yeah. got one. It's a good story. It's
1: a good story. And, and, and I'm a, I'm a sucker for, uh, for a good story. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> one of the things uh, obviously that, happened tonight as well was the uh near the end of the game there that awkward awkward play along the boards there um with Mackenzie Weger and Leo Carlson um yep is, that's what I you, want to talk about is there is there any like has anybody said anything about how he's doing because I I had I was watching it with my wife and, and she's had uh six knee surgeries on the same knee uh so we we, we get a little bit of a stomach turning when we see stuff like that happen on TV. And, and as they were playing the replay, I saw in slow motion, Uyghur coming in and I turned to my wife and I said, okay, we can't watch this. We got to wait till this replay is done because I, I know a knee is not supposed to bend that way. No, um, it's not. So, and you could tell um, he was will, in, he was in a level of pain
0: there. I will only describe it as much as I can while being comfortable. Yeah. Uyghur so He did lose an edge. Yeah. And as he's falling to his left, Leo Carlson tries to get the puck and his shin goes a different way to where his knee is. Yes. And you could tell his knee is not supposed to bend that way. And the best way to describe it is it bent unnaturally. Yeah. His ankle shin area went back. His knee went to his left <clears throat> and he went down in a heap. Um, it was confirmed that he didn't get up. He had to be helped to the locker room mm-hmm. and could not put any weight on that right leg. Yeah, I haven't heard any other updates as of now. Right, um, right. I'm, I'm sure that's we'll something we'll something. probably yeah hear about in a couple days or or tomorrow or something. Probably get tomorrow a because the Ducks do have a practice day tomorrow. Then they play the Kraken on Saturday. Right, right. So yeah, I assume tough we'll scene or something. Tough but, scene God,
1: for I... for such a good young player who who was finding his way with this team, too. He was. Leo
0: was starting to come along really well, was starting to figure it out more. And one thing that I love about Leo is he has been learning to drive play more effectively and not take as many risks on Right the puck. I know that Leo can be a little reckless at times. Uh, so could uh, Um He's also someone that has to be careful with 50-50s as well. So to see Leo go down like that, I just lost it. I was like, no, I, I think we all took a collect,
1: a collective gasp. Um, Anybody watching that game, you never want to see people get hurt. It's, it's, you know, rivalries are one thing and and opponents on the ice, but you never want to see people get hurt, especially uh, a young player like him who has so much buzz around him. And this, this, this youth core that is coming up here for Anaheim, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's going to be at the forefront of that. And you don't want to see that kind of stuff. So, Hopefully...
0: uh... No, and by the way, this on a night when the Ducks finally got Jamie Drysdale back after he's missed almost the entire season. He'd only played two games prior to tonight's game and Mason McTavish, who'd been out for the prior two and a half, three weeks. So to finally get both of those guys back, now you lose Leo Carlson, who's been a big part of this offense. The injuries... It's not the amount of injuries, it's the key injuries it's top six injuries you mm-hmm. know Zgris is still out McTavish yeah. had been out for a while Drysdale top pairing defenseman and now Leo a top six forward who was figuring it out more and more as the season went on to see him go down like that is just disheartening is the word to describe
1: yeah. it it is and it's like I said it's never fun no matter what side you uh, you you plant your flag at it's, uh, it's, it's never fun to see stuff like that. And I, I speak, I think I speak on behalf of a lot of people in the flames, uh, flames world where I say all the best to him. And hopefully it's a speedy recovery and whatever the injury is. Cause it did not look pretty, mm-hmm. um, for those listening, uh, live, thank you for doing so. This is awesome. Uh, this is game over Calgary, obviously on the heels of a three, nothing Calgary flames win over the Anaheim ducks at Honda Honda center. I'm Audie. <laughs> this is this is Jason. It's late. I'm mumbling my words. Um, First
0: off, people still call it the pond.
1: It's okay, the pond. Okay, that's I, I'll call it the pond from now on to just keep it simple for simplicity's sake. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, get uh, I put a put a thing out in the chat there from the uh, from the SDPN account to get your press conference questions in. If you do have questions for myself or Jason about the Flames or the Ducks or the Angels or the Dodgers or anything about uh, uh, about uh, anything <laughs> and everything, or even about the American hockey league, because as you heard, and I failed to say off the top of the show um, in arena, PA voice of the Coachella Valley firebirds. And I found out you were doing some uh, USPHL stuff. I saw yeah. you tweeting
0: about the Ontario junior Marine. That's, that's, that's yep. cool too. By the way, second um, right now, they're playing on another level at the moment. Yeah.
1: I, I have a family friend whose son plays for the new Tahoe team, uh, the Ooh, Lakers. Oh, the Lakers! Yeah, yeah, he's their captain, and he uh, he's uh, he's 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 playing down there as well. Yes, so. I remember him. Super nice guy, by the way. He's very friendly. Yeah, he's a yeah. good kid. He's a good kid. Um, so we Support do have your junior hockey. That's right, hundred percent. Especially, uh, I'm a big proponent of that here as well. But every uh, feeder junior league, like the USPHL, the AJHL. Uh, mm-hmm. G-O-J-H-L, all those all those leagues support those, please. They're they're very, very important uh for grassroots hockey. Um press conference question is Dostal slash Wolf going to be the next Brodeur slash Hassock?
0: <laughs> Dostal is is what's his ceiling? <laughs> I think his ceiling is number one starter. Yeah. There was rumors that Dostal had or is going to steal the number one spot from John Gibson. And I I would be okay with that. If in the near future, I'm sure you've heard the rumors that John Gibson is being shopped around. Mm-hmm. I've heard those rumors he might... for a couple of years now, it yeah. seems. <laughs> but the way Dostal has been playing, I wouldn't mind it. I think Dostal has been an incredible goaltender who has great lateral movement, a good head on his shoulders, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I've always always been a fan of Dostal since 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So. He's, he's, he's kind of coming
1: onto the scene now as uh, you know, a nice young up and coming uh, net minder. And yeah, if, if yep. they, if, and if, and when they do eventually move on from Gibson, he's probably going to be the future of the crease in Anaheim. You'd, you'd imagine. Right.
0: And Dustin Wolf is still oh. kind of a, it's kind of a bad name around Coachella <laughs> Valley. <laughs> hey, he's uh
1: He's something else, man. And I knew you'd, I knew you'd like to talk about that with, with your AHL roots. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, sorry. I'm just reading a comment. They've,
0: they've had some battles in the AHL.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, it's goals. Wranglers. Sorry. Not
0: the, not the heat, not the
1: heat anymore. Not the pesky heat. It's, it's the, it's the Wranglers, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's done it at every level, man. He's, he's done it in the WHL. He's done it in the AHL. Um, yep. Obviously, he's back by, down by the now way, with Barkstrom back, but he's he's knocking on the door.
0: I may have over-tweeted last season um, when it was the Firebirds-Wranglers that the Firebirds actually beat a two-time goalie of the year and the league MVP. Yeah. That'll never happen again. It
1: was a damn good series, too, like you mentioned. It was, yeah, uh, but that, uh, that midnight game was way too late. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they can tend to go on uh, a little bit. Too- I know you and I were going back and forth uh, during that series as yeah. well. Um, let's see here. Oh, this is a question for you. It's a broad, oh. broadcast slash PA question. Um, which AHLer has the best name to pronounce and which is the worst name to pronounce? I, I would assume by difficulty uh,
0: when they say worst. Yeah. So I'm going to go with best or favorite mainly because of the fans at Coachella Valley. So my favorite name to say, because the fans do kind of a call and respond, Cameron Hughes. There you go. And I elongate it. So the crowd goes, Hughes. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) And that's my favorite one. Uh, My least favorite one. I mean, I already know the answer to this. So he played, or I think he still plays for the San Jose Barracuda. And I'm going to spell the name first, see if you can pronounce oh, it. Oh, Jesus. So first name is Shakir. Shakir. Last last name. Mukmadulin. Yep. <laughs> I already
1: knew it. I'm like, I think I know exactly where you're going with this. Mukmadulin. One. But it is a hard, like, if you look at that, that's way too many consonants and not enough yeah. vowels.
0: To that's spell t- it, M-U-K-H-A-M-A-D-U-L-L-I-N. Tough. Mukmadulin.
1: Tough. It is a tough one, and, and, and coming from a broadcast background with with play-by-play, I the, the amount of walk of shames I've had to do to um, uh, opposition broadcast booths to try to get pronunciation, or, or if there's family in the in – the, uh, I, I did the Alberta Cup a couple of years ago. Uh, I had to go ask parents. <laughs> I'm like, look, I want to get this right, so please, can you just tell me the
0: pronunciation <laughs> of your child's last name so that I don't butcher it on the broadcast? um Uh, bakers bakersfield has a couple of players that are spelled l-a-v-o-i-e and s-a-v but one is lavoie the other is Savoy. savoy
1: yeah it's tough yeah yeah i've i've had yeah it's so many times in broadcast or or for pa or for whatever you uh you think you know and and you know what i will give credit to um i think it's the brooks bandits of the ajhl who in their in their uh broadcast package they would put pronunciation guides under names of of players um and that was very very helpful that that made my uh, my life as a play-by-play guy very uh very good and speaking of play-by-play yep. i want to give a quick shout out to colin juhas in the chat uh dragons miss audi i miss you guys i miss the dragons i've been following along with uh with everything and, uh, and with Van as well. And I'm, I'm so glad to see him rocking the sea in Drumheller. And shout out to my Dragons fam. They're, they're doing great. They're, they're, uh, I mean, I know Conrad's down here. Um, he, he works for the, uh, the Calgary Canucks. So maybe, maybe I'm, I should eat my words here. But uh, <laughs> Drum, Drumheller Dragons will always be a very special place. And, and I, I love my time with them. And I miss them. I miss them like crazy. And I'm, I'm, I'm so support happy. Support all fuck, hockey. Support all hockey. Junior hockey, man. Eh, grassroots hockey like that. So many good people. You meet so many good families like Colin and, and the Juhases. And, uh, you know, all, all the families and, and, and the players. Just just great in the community. Um, I can't say enough good things about Van and and all the other players in, in Drumheller. So, yes, especially if you're going to support any teams. <laughs> I know everybody's got their NHL and, and AHL and all that stuff. Find a good junior team to go support, yeah, um, and and make sure that uh, that that you support, you show your love for them as well because it's just as important as every other level of hockey. Hey, without the AJHL, we wouldn't have had Kale McCarr.
0: Yep, that's that's just the nature of the beast here. Without a lot of those junior lower junior leagues, you wouldn't have some other guys on the NHL or AHL right now that are tearing it up.
1: That's right, absolutely. Um, Okay. or the coaches by the way. Absolutely. That too. No, no, no. You're 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 bang on. It's uh it's it's the coaches as well. Um we that's going to put a bow on it for for this episode. This was a lot of fun, man. I I had a blast. It's great to always great to talk with you and uh and to 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 chop it up and and it's it's just fun. You and I you and I have a good little uh, little rapport and good chemistry here. It's it's yeah. a, it's a it's a good time. Before we stop and uh and and bid farewell to everybody watching. Uh, just let everybody know where they can find you, what you're up to. You are up to a lot of things. So the floor is yours to, uh, to plug everything where you're at
0: and what you're doing, they can find me crying in a chair about this ducks team because I've been <laughs> covering them for five years and they, well, yeah, anyway, um, you can find lots on ducks free and available across all platforms. Um, we're on Amazon, we're on YouTube now. So you could see my hideous face on YouTube. Hey, <laughs> what else? If you happen to be in Coachella Valley and want to catch a Firebirds game, you could say hi. And I'm the public address for the Firebirds. So whenever you hear Firebirds goal, you That's know who my it voice. is. You could put a face to the voice now. Yep. Or or a certain outfit. I'm going Christmas outfit nice this week, by the way. That's awesome. So I'm doing that. Locked on ducks. Um also public address for the Ontario Junior Rain. Where- Having a fantastic season, mm-hmm. also doing some college sports on the side—baseball, basketball, football. So and, just all and, over the place. And every now and then, you can find him at the big A. If you're at a, if you're
1: at a, <laughs> if you're if you're in the area or, uh, Dodger Stadium.
0: Maybe not as much anymore because Otani is no longer an Angel. We're not going to
1: talk about that. My little Blue Jays heart can't take that. Uh, can't take hey, that anymore. Hold on,
0: I will give you some good news. Otani is out of the American League.
1: This is true. This is true. I I liked it when he was in the American League because not only were the Angels poo poo, but you got to actually witness Were I mean, they still are, but you got to actually witness the greatness. But now I have to despise Otani and, uh, and the Dodgers. So, but that's, that's for another Aww. time. That's for another time. We'll talk about that on, uh, if we ever do game over Blue Jays here, we'll, we'll have you back on. So, um, Hey, thanks everybody for watching. This has been great. Be sure to like, subscribe. We're on the road to hundred thousand here at SDPN. Um, I know Steve and all the boys are pushing that on the SDP. So, um, please be sure if you're new subscribe, Tell your friends, tell your grandma, tell your neighbors, your cousins, your dog. Subscribe to SDPN and get us to 100,000. Until uh, Saturday, that's going to be our next game over. I will be hosting against the LA Kings. Um, Until then, stay safe. Be be kind to one another. Have a safe holiday season. I'll see you before Christmas anyways, so we will chat then. On behalf of myself, my friend Jason, and uh, SDPN as a whole, Good night and thank you for watching Game Over Calgary.